The Steinberg Show, brought to you by Fifth Avenue Auto House. It's Volksfest. Purchase an Atlas and you can get up to $4,000 bonus cash and no charge on winter tires. FifthAvVW.com. I think that if I can go out there and put on performances like that more often than not, um, I'm going to get a little bit more run support than I did tonight. So I have a lot of confidence in the group in front of me that on most nights if I put in a performance like that, we're going to win hockey games. So um, if I can go out there and continue to do that, then we'll be okay. Can't be disappointed in what that guy brought you last night. It's Cam Talbot, 3-1 loss to the Dallas Stars. 29 saves, gets named the number one star. Look good. I thought I thought it was a pretty solid outing for Cam Talbot. He was uh, he was probably the best player on the ice for the Flames last night. Mr. Klein, just his fifth start of the season and just his second start in three weeks. Tough to uh, tough to argue with what you got from your number two goaltender or your number one B goaltender, whatever you want to call him. Tough to argue with what Talbot gave you last night. Yeah, it feels weird calling him the the number two after how he looked last night as once again we come away from a Flames game saying that their goaltender, in this case Cam Talbot, was the best player on the ice. That game could have got out of hand very quickly in the second period with the pressure that the Dallas Stars were putting on. And Talbot was everything that the Flames needed him to be. And now I think he did exactly what he needed to do in working his way into the conversation a little more often now with the Calgary Flames moving forward. Well, and that's that's probably a, uh, a nice place to jump off because, first of all, there, there's one there's one thing that I probably have taken away most from the first quarter of Calgary season. They're 21 games in now, and you can't really have any issues with the tandem, period. Uh, the tandem has been strong. 16 starts for Riddick, 5 starts for Talbot. They've got a team save percentage of 908 which is right in the middle of the pack 15th overall in the nhl but i would suggest that that 908 team save percentage not necessarily indicative of how well they've played the type of chances they've faced and how important the goaltending has been for the flames and also to put it in perspective through 21 games last year we're talking about an 895 save percentage for the Calgary flames so that's you know Oh, what? Let's do some quick math here. That's 1.3% higher uh, in in terms of where they are. That's a pretty significant jump from 895 to 908. So that's uh, th- that's been something that's been a strength for the team, and, and that was not an overall strength for the group through one quarter of the season last year. So that's that's a big-time positive for this team, and, and I think that that positive just continued with what you saw from Talbot yesterday. Yeah, and uh, again, it's been the highlight of the Flames' season so far, and you could hear from uh, Matthew Kachuk last night about how frustrated he was and how frustrated the team has been about not getting these guys some run support because with the the quality of goaltending that they've had, this should be a team that's a a little bit better off than 10-8-3 through 21 games. If they can get the offense figured out and the goaltending can stay right around where they've been that puts this team in a fantastic spot moving forward and it certainly changes the conversation from uh, the conversations we were having from a year ago yeah and and that's then and i'm gonna talk to pinder about that after one o'clock too just you know because pinder was right smack dab in the middle of some of those conversations about goaltending oh? last year um but where they were one year ago with smith and riddick compared to where they are this year with riddick and talbot it's completely night and day, and it's a big-time positive uh, and, and one of the, if not the biggest positive for the Flames through, you know, we're a month and a half into the season and 
one quarter of the way through the 2019-20 season. And another solid performance from Cam Talbot last night. All Riddick has done is give you good outings as well. Here's here's what I would do this weekend. They've got the Arizona Coyotes on Sunday and the Vegas Golden Knights. Sorry, the Arizona Coyotes on Saturday, the Vegas Golden Knights on Sunday. I would go to Riddick on Saturday and Talbot on Sunday. That's the way I'm looking at it. It gets you to get Riddick back in after a week off and a week of rest. It keeps Talbot in a rhythm as well. So that's the way I would go about it. I would go Riddick on Saturday, Talbot on Sunday, get them both some work, and then you can come back potentially to Riddick on Tuesday against the Colorado Avalanche. That's how I'm thinking about it. I'm curious as to which way you'd be leaning on that front when it comes to the goaltending. Uh, I'm I'm still the other way around. I, I go Talbot against Arizona and Redick against Vegas. Uh, I think Vegas, while they've struggled a little bit lately, uh, having lost three in a row, I, I think they are still, of the two teams, the, the better so far. So, well, not record-wise, but just they're the team that scares me the most. And I want the guy who has been my number one in for that one. And as great as Cam Talbot was, Riddick is still 1 or 1A, one whatever he is. He's the, the tippy-top. So I am going with David Riddick for the game against Vegas. And then you keep him in that rhythm of game on, day off, game on, day off again with, uh, with Colorado coming up on the, the Tuesday after that. So that's the way I would go. Uh, again, not necessarily a hill I'm going to die on. If, if Riddick is the starter on Saturday, I'm not lighting anything on fire. But I, I think you go Talbot in the game against Arizona. Just get him right back in there. Let him build off of what he did last night. And then mm-hmm. you get Riddick in against the more dynamic offensive team in the Vegas Golden Knights. See, and I, I, the only reason that I, I just think that the Flames need to get away, I don't even know if they're in this in this uh, mode right now, but I don't think that picking and choose, like you don't need to be in a spot where you pick and choose your opposition, and I think that they, they need to get away from that habit because at some point they're going to have to give Talbot just more starts, period, and if you're always looking for a, a, a bad matchup or a, oh, I'm trying to think of the right term, if you're looking for a better matchup for your other goalie, like, you're always going to find ways to go to your other guy. Like, you can make, right. well, Arizona's a better team than, I just think you, it's been a week off for Riddick, get him back in, you keep Talbot in the rhythm with a back-to-back, you know, and I don't, you know, Vegas has had their struggles, and it's not like Riddick has been very strong in Las Vegas in his career. Uh, again, I is it a hill I'm willing to, uh, <laughs> s- to 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 perish on? No, it's not either. And you know what? Lou brought up last night. Maybe they go Riddick on both nights and go Talbot on Tuesday. Right now, they've got goaltending options. Mm-hmm. Right now, they can, and, and this is the most important thing. Right now, they can look at it, say what's most important for David Riddick, and how do we manage him the best? And they can make all their decision based around that, all their decisions based around that, and can also uh, make decisions based on when Cam Talbot needs to get in as well. Um, welcome to the program. Steinberg Show is underway on this Thursday afternoon. We are live from Pure Casino Calgary on 1420 Meridian Road Northeast. It's the casino that you always see if you're driving on 16th Avenue. As you go towards Barlow, heading east on 16th, you always see it on the right side. Uh, That's where we are. Pure Casino Calgary. Uh, This place is a landmark in the city. And they have just opened up their brand-new restaurant. Uh, We're here at Meridian Central, the brand-new restaurant, remodeled at Pure Casino Calgary. Um, They've got the social playground, which is right to the left of me. They've got arcade games. They've got some simulators in there. This is uh, the spot for UFC pay-per-views, boxing pay-per-views, all of the biggest sporting events. And they've turned this place into an absolute 
mecca if you're a sports fan. Huge screens everywhere. Uh, they've got the huge social room as well. Great new uh, Asian-inspired food and cocktails on top of it. We'll tell you a little bit more about Meridian Central, the brand-new restaurant here at Pier Casino Calgary. But uh, we are here until 6 o'clock today. Come join us. Come say hi to us. 1420 Meridian Road Northeast. I want to address something that was uh, pretty scary at practice today. Um, it's uh, it's something that I've never seen at a practice before, uh, and it was uh, it was pretty rattling and sobering to everyone in attendance. Um, so about uh, I want to say not even uh, not even at the halfway mark of practice this morning or this afternoon at the Scotiabank Saddledome, um, I'm getting the show ready. I'm I'm watching practice, looking to see what the lines are, so on and so forth. Uh, I turn away for a second, and all of a sudden, uh, behind me, Rhett Warner and Craig Conroy and and all of the brass watching practice uh, start reacting and and shouting at the ice, and uh, all of a sudden the players start reacting and. Um, as the Flames are calling it, T.J. Brody had an episode on the ice from from what I witnessed and what others witnessed. Uh, started convulsing while he was still on his skates and then fell to the ice, collapsed to the ice, and was still convulsing there. Um, paramedics were called. Uh, I want to say about 15 people in attendance called 911. Uh, and uh, paramedics were called in uh, immediately. The Flames training staff, Kent Kabelka and crew, uh, rushed to it, and, and they had Brody stabilized immediately on the ice. An incredible job by the Flames training staff in the immediacy. This is what they're they're trained for. Um, you know, we're not the training staff in the NHL uh, or in pro sports. They're not paramedics. They're not doctors, but they are trained in first response to make sure that they do the right things for when the medical attention arrives. Paramedics were there within about five or six minutes, um, but an incredible job by the Flames training staff in stabilizing and uh, making sure that everything was okay in the immediacy. Uh, Then the paramedics arrived and uh, TJ was taken away from practice on a stretch um, here is the update from Calgary Flames General Manager Brad Living. This is just sent out about five minutes ago. Quote, TJ Brody experienced an episode on ice at practice today. He is alert and responsive and has been transported to local area hospital for evaluation. We will provide a further update when available. Thank you. End quote. That comes from Brody. I can tell you he was sitting up. And, and looked alert on the ice um, while everybody was tending to him. Obviously, it's a serious situation, so I was like, no, no, don't try and get up. Just just stay down. You just uh, it, it, it was an extremely scary-looking situation, and uh, you just hope that uh, it was a whole lot worse-looking than it is. Uh, it, it sounds like that's probably the case, um, and, and that is great news, but... Boy, it was uh, it was uh, pretty rattling, and I think anybody in attendance was pretty rattled. I know that all the the media watching was pretty silent, and uh, certainly if you're one of the players on the ice, they they were as rattled as, as anybody. The coaching staff, Bradshaw Living was uh, the he he uh, he ran down and, and almost slipped on the ice. He was so uh, he was you know so urgently trying to get out there to see what was happening. It was uh, it was pretty scary stuff. So uh, all the best thoughts and prayers to T.J. Brody. Uh, um, and that family, I know that's going to be pretty scary. And uh, I, I, I got to say, tip of the hat to the uh, to the Flames media. You know, you could have put that out immediately. I think a lot of people um, 
wanted to um, wanted to wait and just make sure that uh, you're not putting out anything prematurely when it comes to news on that. So thoughts and prayers to uh, TJ Brody. It was scary, and uh, you sure do hope it was. Uh, it, it's not as bad as it looked. It, it was an extremely scary, as scary looking uh, incident. But uh, that update from Brad Tree Living is pretty darn promising. That uh, alert and responsive um and now we wait to see any further update i'll tell you client i've never i've never seen anything like that uh out of flames uh at, at any practice before the only thing that i can remember um was it was not it was not in person but i remember when uh damon lanko uh, i don't know if you remember this or not but damon lanko when he was still a member of the flames uh game in minnesota i believe he, he kind of fell down and it was an awkward fall and, and i believe the puck hit him in the back of the neck as he was falling down and he was temporarily temporarily uh paralyzed or there's temporary paralysis now i remember when peter hanlon called me the vp of communications for the calgary flames that afternoon he called me and said hey pat just want to let you and rob know that uh damon is okay he uh he's got full movement in his extremities and, and he's okay uh but that that's the only time from a flames perspective i can remember something kind of that scary so um yeah it was pretty rattling they ended practice obviously prematurely as you'd expect um they'll, they'll be back on the ice tomorrow and uh and yeah it was uh that that was a pretty silent hush over the building today so uh you just hope that everything's okay with tj mm-hmm. brody and, and i think that when he returns and, and when he's back on the ice becomes a little secondary at this point yeah you First and foremost, concerns for the the human being, and as you mentioned, the family involved. And we had Lou on actually while it was happening, and you could hear right away that uh, something wasn't right. And Lou was very concerned, as from what we've heard now after, uh, as was everyone there. It's not a situation that you you deal with a lot, thankfully, and it it sounds like the the Flames brass and everyone handled it the exact right way, and it's so positive that uh, it it sounds like everything's going to be all right. Yeah, and again, I, I, it was it was scary. Like, yeah. But then when you saw him sitting up and kind of moving his head around, like you, you were, you felt a whole lot better about the situation. Um, so uh, as soon as the Flames give an update, and and obviously um, they'll be sensitive to the to the Brodies. Uh, but as soon as the uh, Flames give an update, we'll pass that along to you. But TJ Brody uh, leaving practice today. Um, as what the flames are describing, I think I think that uh, episode is the the right way to put it. It was uh, it was pretty scary stuff. Couple of texts nine six zero nine six zero. Mike writes, remember that Lanco moment? They zoomed in, uh, zoomed him on his reaction, and his face said it all. Prayers to TJ and his family. Uh, this reads, I just want to give a salute to Lou for not mentioning the player's name for his family's sake. Um, it shows where the heart is first. Uh, that comes from Douglas. Um, so th- those are a couple of texts, and and what what I've been what, what i've been perhaps most impressed with is just the reaction overall from the hockey world you know probably waited about half an hour to put the news out on twitter just to well, he wanted to make sure that he was okay that he was responsive that you know he, he knew that medical staff was there and, and once i put it out on twitter um i gotta say whether it be canuck fans or oiler fans or um or fans like just, it, that that was the the best part is that you know it was it wasn't just flames fan it was it was you know arch rival fans who were all mm-hmm. saying okay that's that's a little bit of a perspective moment so you know we I, I, there were other things that we were going to talk 
talk about from a more critical standpoint to start off the program, it probably doesn't fit after uh, after just talking about that. So we will, and we will get into the game and, and all that type of stuff, but I did want to give that update because uh, I know a lot of people were asking about it, and uh, I just happened to be there and, and witnessed it. It was pretty scary stuff. Uh, so thoughts and prayers to TJ Brody and his family, and as soon as we get an update, we'll pass it along. Uh, we are still looking for you to come join us on our Battle of Alberta road trip on December 27th. Uh, Will and I are heading to Edmonton for round one of this year's Battle of Alberta. Here's the deal. You go to newwestravel.com to purchase your package today. We're uh, going to be hooking you up with round trip motor coach from Calgary to Edmonton, breakfast and free parking at the Wild Rose Brewery prior, one-night accommodation, brand-new JW Marriott Ice District right next to Roger's Place. Welcome reception there. We've got lower bowl seats to the game and a live broadcast in Edmonton as well. Go to newwesttravel.com to purchase yours today. It's the Battle of Alberta Road Trip brought to you by Wild Rose Brewery, brewing quality craft beer in Calgary that fuels the hardworking Albertan. Wild Rose Brewery branded it with character chris abbott likes another underdog on thursday night he'll tell you why and he'll tell you why underdogs have been a good bet all season long our betting expert up next steinberg show underway sportsnet 960 the fan get a quality candidate through the site within the first day it's the smartest way to hire and right now you can try ZipRecruiter for free that's right free just go to this exclusive web address ziprecruiter.ca slash save That's ZipRecruiter.ca slash S-A-V-E. ZipRecruiter.ca slash save. Weekdays at 5, Ryan Pinder has sports, sports, and more sports. We like to call it Sports Drive at 5. Brought to you by Pete the Plumber, the superheroes of plumbing and heating. Call 403-257-1766 or find them at PeteThePlumber.com for all your plumbing and heating needs. Grey Cup 107 is going to be big, and we mean big. Experience thrilling tackles, electrifying touchdowns, and the crowning of the 107th Grey Cup champions. And you can also experience one of the biggest halftime shows ever. With country superstar Keith Urban. The 107th Grey Cup on November 24th in Calgary. Presented by Shaw. Tickets on sale now at greycupfestival.ca. What are you doing? I'm planting my money to see if it grows. What? (laughs) Why? It's more likely to grow there than in some bank. Actually, at First Calgary Financial, you can earn up to 20% on a five-year enhanced growth term deposit. But they'll want their cut, and I'll lose my deposit. No, it's totally free of administration fees and purchase commissions, and your deposit will be 100% protected. Oh, actually, that's pretty great. You gonna put down the spade? I'm gonna put down the spade. Book a free financial plan and fire up your savings potential at firstcalgary.com slash grow. Terms and conditions apply. Hi, this is Colin Gingell from Mercedes-Benz Country Hills. This hockey season, you can view over 70 vehicles in our warm showroom. Mercedes-Benz Country Hills, passionate supporters of the Flames Roundtable. This holiday, make shopping for the perfect gifts easy at indigo.ca. Simply shop online, then pick up in-store at any of our locations across the country. For stress-free shopping and sure-to-please presents, go to indigo.ca. 
Sportsnet 960, The Fan Calgary. Always live from our Basement Systems downtown studio. Doug Lacey's Basement Systems. They are all things basementy, and that includes crawl spaces. Do you have water or unlevel floors in your crawl space? If so, go to helpmebasementy.com. Sportsnet 960, The Fan. Every Monday morning, Eric Francis joins Will Nault on the 9. You read him on sportsnet.ca. You see him on Flames broadcast on Sportsnet West. Now, hear Eric with Will on the Eric Francis Show. Mondays 9 to 10. Local sports, big guests, some healthy debate, and more. The Eric Francis Show is brought to you by Horse Racing Alberta. Thoroughbred racing has an annual economic impact of $399 million and positively affects many communities in Alberta. Learn more at thehorses.com. The Eric Francis Show, live and loud on Sportsnet 960 The Fan. You have been passionate about sports your whole life. When you were a kid, you cried when your team lost in the playoffs. playoffs. You remember where you were when the Blue Jays won the World Series. Blue Jays win it! Touch a ball, Joe! You'll never hit a bigger home run in your life! We share your passion. Sportsnet 960, the fan of fan. Calgary. Trending right now in Calgary. A uh, very scary situation at Flames practice today as uh, TJ Brody collapsed during practice. He has been taken to hospital. He is alert and responsive. Uh, that is the update from General Manager Brad for living today. But obviously uh, a very scary situation for the Calgary Flames today. Uh, tough to move on, an awkward transition. But in the NHL tonight, Sportsnet West, it is the Oilers taking on the Avalanche on the other Sportsnet channels. It's the Lightning facing the Rangers. Other NHL news, Sidney Crosby out six weeks after undergoing core muscle surgery. And the Islanders have placed Andrew Ladd on waivers. He has four years left on his contract. The WHL gets their second crack at Team Russia in the CHL Canada-Russia Series tonight. 6.30 start on Sportsnet 360 and Thursday night football kicking off Week 11 in the NFL. It's the Browns hosting the Steelers at 6 on Sportsnet 960 The Fan. For scores and audio on demand, visit sportsnet.ca slash 960. The Steinberg Show rolls on next. United by Sport, this is Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Calgary's radio home for the Flames, the Hitmen, Stanley Cup playoffs, the World Juniors. The big games are right here. Sportsnet 960, The Fan. The Steinberg Show, brought to you by Fifth Avenue Auto House. It's Volksfest. Purchase an Atlas and you can get up to $4,000 bonus cash and no charge on winter tires. FifthAvVW.com. Final score last night, Flames fall 3-1 to the Dallas Stars. I'll say this much, Stars were as advertised, Mr. Klein. They uh, came in here as the third stingiest team in the NHL, and while they were pretty stingy last night, not a whole lot that they gave up against the Flames on the road. Dallas 8-1-1 in their last 10 games. Yeah, that Dallas Stars team was everything that we heard they would be last night. The middle of the ice was not an easy place for the Calgary Flames to be living, and that second period was about as dominant as I've seen any team against any other team this year in the NHL. That was impressive, and it really makes you think, how good is this team going to be once Ben gets going, once Sagan gets going, once yep. they get healthy with Klingberg and, and Rupe hints back in the lineup. Uh, this Rupe! Is, Rupe. Uh, this is going to be a very dangerous Dallas Stars team, and you're starting to see why this is a team that a lot of people were thinking yep. could make it to the Stanley Cup uh, in this offseason. 
Uh, so as we look back on last night's 3-1 loss for the Flames against the Dallas Stars, it is time for last night's Game in a Minute. Good evening, hockey fans, and welcome inside Scotiabank Saddledome. For tonight, Johnny Gaudreau and the 10-7-3 Calgary Flames can wrap up a four-game homestand with seven of a possible eight points by beating Jamie Benn and the red-hot Dallas Stars. Munchak back to get it, gives it away. Mashapati robbed by Bishop. What a save. Pavelski trying to knock it in the net, and he does. Dowling, Deeks, shoots and scores. Kachuk with a shot, stopped by Bishop. Bouncing puck, they score. Sean Monahan swats the puck by Ben Bishop. The Flames finally get on the scoreboard at the 50-minute mark of the hockey game and make it 2-1. They got an empty net, and Pavelski scores. Joe Pavelski puts the puck in the empty net from just short of center ice. And with a minute 33 left of the third period, the Stars score an insurance goal to take a 3-1 lead. The final few seconds will come off the clock here at Scotiabank Saddledome. And the Stars win this one. The Flames lose in regulation time for the first and only time on this four-game homestand, which they will finish 2-1-1 following a 3-1 loss here tonight. Game in a Minute, brought to you by Hyatt Infinity. Be winter ready with free winter tires, free rock guard, and free oil changes and tire rotations with every new in-stock 2019 vehicle. Visit HyattInfinityCalgary.com. Empower the drive. Week 11 of the NFL season kicks off tonight. It's the Cleveland Browns at home to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Let's look ahead to week 11 of the NFL season. Get some weekend best bets and a whole lot more. It's time for our Thursday chat with Chris Abbott from Odd Shark. Mr. Abbott, how are you? I'm great, Pat. How are you doing, man? I'm doing well, my friend. I'm doing very well. And, uh, well, let's, let's get right into it because this is going to, uh, spurn a pretty, uh, this is going to spawn rather a pretty interesting conversation. So it's Pittsburgh and Cleveland on Thursday night football. Browns favored at home two, two and a half, depending on where you look. But you're on the Steelers as a road underdog, hey? Yeah, I am. We saw this go back to three points at some places. So for some reason, the money keeps coming in on the Cleveland Browns, who are 2-6-1 and one against the spread. They haven't covered a spread at home. Um, meanwhile, you got a Pittsburgh Steelers team that's coming in here, having won five of six games. They've been uh, really good to betters. They're 4-1-1 one, and one against, excuse me, 5-1-1 one, and one against the spread in their last six games. And uh, their defense continues to get better. Mason Rudolph is acquitting himself quite well. And I don't understand why we're seeing the Cleveland Browns as a favorite. Is it because they... They pushed the spread against the Buffalo Bills. If that's the best you can do for me, I'm taking the underdog in this game for sure. Now, you've been quite uh, enamored with underdogs this year. Their uh, underdogs are covering at a crazy rate 2019. Tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah, upwards of 60% of the time. Um, and, you know, it, it has slowed down a little bit. It was crazy a couple of weeks ago. Um, and it has leveled off a little tiny bit, but we're seeing the underdogs covered an unbelievable clip. Uh, if you blindly bet underdogs just every single game this year, you'd be doing okay. And even money lying in underdogs, um, you know, like we saw the Falcons as a 10.5-point dog win last week. That was big money for a lot of people, uh, the Jets. So, yeah, I mean, underdogs, the dogs have been barking. That's what the, the betters like to say. And um, it, there's no reason not to. It's it's been it's been a really really good bet. And I'm the kind of guy who likes to bet favorites. I really do 
Um, but you know, favorites just have, nobody's really running away with it this year. So it's been a, it's been a great time for underdogs. Any, uh, any theory as to why that might be? You know, I, I really don't have a theory other than the fact that the NFL is so wildly popular that people bet on favorites more than they do underdogs. And just the volume of bets that will come in on a favorite, um, will keep the line maybe a little little more towards the favorite than it should be. So that's that's the biggest theory I have uh, for that. I mean, it's it's not really groundbreaking, but it's the only thing that makes sense. That's a, it's a pretty solid theory, though. For for somebody who says, I don't really have a theory, and then to give a good theory, I think that's pretty impressive. <laughs> um, <laughs> Chris Abbott's with us from Odd Shark. Now, speaking of underdogs, uh, Bears are underdogs against the Rams. Dolphins are big dogs at home to Buffalo. And you're intrigued by both Chicago and Miami this weekend. I know, and you shouldn't be, right? But this goes back to the fact that underdogs are covering spreads. Um, And there's something else here in play with this that I think is really important to take a look at. So when you see a spread that is upwards of a touchdown for both of those games, the Bears and Dolphins, I'm seeing them both at six and a half points right now, could go to seven before kickoff, so it's something to watch. But the totals in those games are both at 40 and we're seeing money come in on the under in those games. So all you got to do is think about it rationally. So if if people, betters, sportsbooks are expecting it to be a low-scoring game already, like in the 30s, you've got a pretty good opportunity that it's going to be within one touchdown unless you've got, you know, like a – a 24 to 10 victory, but that again, that's one score away from covering. So I'm going to keep my eyes on Miami. I'm going to keep my eyes on Chicago here. Neither team that I absolutely love, but you know, Chicago's playing the Rams who have been eh, okay. And then Miami's got a Buffalo team coming in here who I think is a little bit overvalued. So the important thing to, to realize here is that while Miami's not a favorite, um, the line does favor the fact that they've been covering spreads. And you're expecting a big response from New Orleans when they stay in the division. They're taking on Tampa Bay this week. Yeah, we're seeing over 60% of the money come in on New Orleans, minus five and a half. They play in Tampa Bay. By the way, the Bucks have not covered a spread at home this year. Um, this Bucks team is so volatile, and uh, I think they're in, in trouble when you've got a New Orleans team uh, who was flat against the team that they should have beaten in Atlanta. Uh, I feel like they might take that out on this Tampa Bay team this week. So New Orleans inside a touchdown, uh, it's one of the bets that I really like this week. Okay, Chris Abbott is with us from Odd Shark. He joins us on Thursdays. We look ahead to the weekend in the NFL, and on top of that, we take a look at some uh, some other sporting lines as well. Lots of uh, NHL coverage that you get at oddshark.net and oddshark.com. But let's talk some CFL because it is West and East Division Final Sunday in the Canadian Football League. You're liking Saskatchewan. You're liking Hamilton, right? Uh, yeah, I do. Now, starting out west, uh, the reason I like Saskatchewan here, when you look at this rivalry, and it's an absolutely massive rivalry between the Rough Riders and the Blue Bombers, obviously, seven of the last nine games have been won by the home team. Saskatchewan's a three-and-a-half point favorite here, so if they win, uh, you know, they should cover and should within four points, uh, hopefully, if you're backing Saskatchewan. And another thing that lends itself to that, besides the quarterback injuries for Winnipeg, is the fact that Saskatchewan and Winnipeg, the home teams who have been winning in this battle, have been winning big at home. So uh, I like the week of rest that Saskatchewan has coming in, and I like them to cover there. 
Hamilton, meanwhile, has not lost at home this year, and they've got an Edmonton team who has been out east. They played in Montreal, so the travel shouldn't be too much of a factor. But unlike the Winnipeg-Saskatchewan game, where both the Western teams have been really good at covering spreads for betters this year, Edmonton has not. Hamilton's been one of the best spread spread bets in the league, and Edmonton has covered like six times this year. So um, that's going to lead me to take the home team, Tiger Cats. Well, and, and it's funny, you talk about how bad Edmonton's been against the spread. Of the four teams remaining, they're the one team that has just been uh, impossible to bet against when talking about point spreads, eh? Not bet against, but to bet on when it comes to points. Yeah, point I mean, the Trevor Harris has been inconsistent. When he's good, he's great. Um, but this Hamilton team, like the way they rebounded with, after losing their quarterback in Jeremiah Mazzoli, 15-3. and three. Hamilton's record on the year so um, you know very very tough place to play Tim Hortons Field uh, it's it's going to be I should the weather shouldn't matter too much so I think that actually plays into the hands of the Tiger Cats and uh, I, I like them here. okay and finally as we wrap up Mr. Uh, Mr. Abbott big news earlier in the week about Colin Kaepernick having a workout, NFL teams attending, all of a sudden Kaepernick and the NFL back connected. You've got odds on where Colin Kaepernick could sign, and, and what do those tell us? Yeah, I mean, this, this came out yesterday, and of course, if there's something to bet on, we're going to make sure that you're able to bet on it. Uh, released yesterday, it was either will anyone sign him, and then who. So the odds of Will he sign are five to one? So you can bet blindly that he'll sign with anybody at five to one, which I actually think is pretty good, but uh, kind of tells me that the books don't think he will sign. And then there's a list of teams from the Bengals who are the favorite at plus 350 down to the Cowboys and Eagles who are both 50 to one to sign Kaepernick. Um, there's some interesting numbers in there. You know, Mitchell Trubisky is getting a lot of hate in Chicago. You can bet the Chicago Bears at 12 to one to be the team that signs Colin Kaepernick. Um, there's talk, would he be a good backup for Lamar Jackson? The Ravens are 6-1. to one. And then you've got the Indianapolis Colts, who are having a ton of quarterback injury trouble. Um, they're 20-1. to one. So those are teams that I'm, uh, I'm interested in for that play. Good stuff, Mr. Abbott. In, uh, enjoy the Thursday nighter. Good luck this weekend. We'll talk to you again next week. Same to you, sir. Take care. It's Chris Abbott from Odd Shark. Get yourself to Odd Shark, uh, whether it's oddshark.net, oddshark.com. Get yourself there. Uh, here's the best part about Odd Shark. They give you lines from all the different books, the online books, the physical books in Vegas, so on and so forth, and you have the opportunity to go take a look at them. They give you plenty of advice on all different sports. If you've got an opportunity, go look. Okay, I like that line at that book. I'm going to put this much down there. It is a great resource to have, oddshark.net and oddshark.com. Chris joins us Thursdays on the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar Guest Hotline. The same secret recipe since 1975. For pickup or delivery, call 403-248-3344 and find them at 6060 Memorial Drive Northeast. This is the Steinberg Show on Sportsnet 960, The Fan. The Steinberg Show, brought to you by Fifth Avenue Auto House. It's Volksfest. Purchase a Tiguan and you can get up to $2,500 cash purchase bonus and no charge on winter tires. Time to turn up the heat. These are three burning questions on the Steinberg Show. Sportsnet 960, The Fan. Hello, Peter Klein. What do we got today? All right, question number one. 
Also, would like to point out, didn't play music awkwardly leading into that, so point for Klein. Um, the Flames have now, at some point <laughs> last night, reached the quarter point of the season. Um, it has not gone the way I think many people thought it would for the Flames so far this year. So my question for you, Pat Steinberg of the Steinberg Show, have the goalposts changed for what a successful Flame season looks like now that we have 21 games of evidence of what this team is? Um... Not really, um, because the bar has been raised or the goalposts have been moved based on last year. When you get a, when you, when you put together a 107 point season, that, that's not a fluke. I'm not saying that they, the expectation was for them to be 107 points or or higher this year, but. The expectation for the Flames, for me, is to be a bona fide playoff team in the regular season, um, a team that gets in without having to scratch and claw in the final week of the season to get a wild card spot, and then the expectation is for them to have more success in the playoffs. Those are the expectations. I don't know if they're going to do that, especially come the playoffs. I, I don't know if that's in the cards. However, those are the expectations. That's the bar that has been raised. And despite the fact they're off to a relatively average to slow start for what we expected them to be, that doesn't change what the expectations remain. So um, it remains that if they miss the playoffs, it's a failure. It remains if they go out in the first round again, it's going to raise some really interesting questions and put a very interesting spotlight on the offseason. So, no, I, I don't think the goalposts have changed, my friend. Question number two. Um, we haven't had a chance to talk a, a lot about this over the last few days, but there are quite the allegations out against the Houston Astros in terms of uh, sign stealing, using a camera from center field, and then the always sophisticated banging on a trash can lid to uh, get people's attention. Uh, if all these allegations are true and the Astros were in fact cheating during their run to the World Series in 2017, what would you do for suspensions or just any kind of discipline whatsoever? I don't know. This is such a this is such a kind of unprecedented thing that we I mean, look, remember what the sanctions were for the New England Patriots in the NFL for Spygate and I here's I, I don't know what proper sanctions are or what a proper punishment is. I really don't know. But I do think that, you know, Major League Baseball has to conduct a pretty thorough investigation here. And I, I don't, much like much like uh, the, the New England Patriots, I never felt like they were the only ones doing that. They just happened to get caught. Well, the Astros just happened to get caught, apparently. I, so I, I, I really don't know what proper sanctions are, but that there needs to be a serious investigation. I know that. Last one, uh, the Toronto Raptors with a win on the road last night in Portland. They beat the Lakers and Portland on this homestand, and uh, for those who are into that sort of thing, covered against the Clippers. Uh, is it time for people to start, I guess, a bit of a two-parter, time for people to start taking the Raptors seriously, and do they have your attention? They've got my attention. Um, yes, I think it's time for them to be taken seriously. A shorthanded group did a pretty good job last night. Um, and, yeah, I, I look, do I see them as NBA title front runners? Maybe not. But do I see them as still a bona fide playoff team that is going to be an extremely difficult out come the postseason because they're well coached, because they've got talent, because they're well rounded? I absolutely see them as that. So yeah, I, uh, I I'm I, I'm still very much paying attention. They have my attention, and and I do think that they're maybe being overlooked in a few circles as it stands right now. Once again, three for three, nailed it.
Ooh. Yeah. Hey, when I get your approval, that makes <laughs> me a very, very happy person. Uh, a couple of things. First of all, um, on the TJ Brody front, no update. But uh, if you're just joining us, he collapsed during practice today, was taken from practice uh, by paramedics to hospital. Um, he was convulsing. We don't have an official um, official, you know, medical um, confirmation of what it was, but it, it certainly looked like a seizure, but not being a doctor um, at practice today that's what it looked like but i can tell you yeah collapsed during a drill um and uh was convulsing on the ice paramedics were called he was taken off and uh and and now we wait he was responsive and uh, alert when he was taken uh to ambulance and taken to local area hospital so that's the update on tj brody as soon as we get more we'll let you know we're live from Pure Casino Calgary and the brand new Meridian Central Restaurant here. Uh, the address for Pure Casino, it's easy to find. We're at 1420 Meridian Road Northeast. So easy to find right beside Fifth Avenue Auto House, who uh, brings you this program. Literally, if you go around the corner from Fifth Avenue Auto House, you find us here at uh, Pure Casino. Uh, enjoy their daily dinner specials from 6 till 9 o'clock including Taco Tuesdays with their Mexican platters, only $12.88. All-you-can-eat baby back ribs Thursday for less than $20, and primetime Saturdays for juicy prime rib, less than $20 as well. All the specials, purecasinocalgary.com. That's the website. Once again, purecasinocalgary.com. We're here until 6 o'clock today. The Calgary Roughnecks are back, and uh, the $5 preview party is coming up later on this month. Saturday, November 16th, Colorado Mammoth. Visit the Saddle Dome for preseason action this this Saturday, in fact. Tickets go on sale now for as low as $5 for second-level seats and $10 for lower bowl action. Visit Ticketmaster or the Scotiabank Saddle Dome box office to join the Rough House party. Get there for the $5 preview party. Face-off, 530, sportsnet.ca. 960 is your website. Uh, that'll do it for the Steinberg Show, brought to you by Fifth Avenue Auto House. Up next, lots to talk about coming out of last night, from goaltending to line juggles and a whole lot more. Pinder and Steinberg from Pure Casino Calgary. Starts next, Sportsnet 960, The Fan.